Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A stirring fight back from India has the fourth test hanging in the balance after three days at the Gabba. Australia looks set to take a healthy lead after reducing India to 6 for 186 midway through the day, but that's when Washington Sundar and Shardul Thakur added 123 for the seventh wicket to defy the hosts and change the course of the match. Down the ground, charges through. A 50 on debut for Washington Sundar. What innings this is, look at the celebration, the relief, the excitement and the crowd, love it. The stand finally came to an end when Shadul was bowled by Pat Cummins as India scrapped their way to 336 with Josh Hazelwood taking 5 for 57. Australia then had to negotiate six tricky overs which they did successfully to be none for 21 at stumps and leading by 54 runs. We spoke to former Australia captain Ricky Ponning midway through the final session just after Shadul was dismissed to chat about how the day had unfolded. Ricky Ponning was speaking in the final session with India holding the momentum at 7 for 3.15. Ricky, is it fair to say you didn't expect this to happen today? Uh, no, I didn't expect this to happen at all. No, especially after they worked hard to get you know, Pajara and Rahane. I thought that uh, if they'd done their homework on the rest of the, the Indian batters, that I thought this, uh, this might have been over a bit sooner than what it looks like it's going to be, certainly it's first innings anyway. But... Um, they actually played like batsmen. They were committed to their cause. They, um, yeah, they did. They actually, for periods, they didn't really look like getting out. So, you know, I was saying that I was a bit disappointed with the way the Australians went about it. To be honest, I don't think they were aggressive enough. They were bold enough, short balls. And if you've been listening to my commentary, I was quite animated in the fact that I, I just think they, they were, they just let the Indian batsmen be way too comfortable at the crease. Almost, almost bowled the way that those batsmen would have wanted them to bowl. So it wasn't until we saw a bit of a barrage from Stark and then. Even when Shardell got out, no surprise, it was the ball after a bouncer. Um, so I just don't think the Aussies were anywhere near aggressive enough. So how do you fix that on the field? If, you, if you're a captain out there, is it just trying to fire up the guys, give them a barb, or is it something that the coach can watch from the viewing box and try and get delivery out to the field? Oh, I think a bit of, a bit of both. Um, you know, I think, and the thing that, well, I was on comms after the tea break, so when they came out after tea, I sort of got on and said, I sort of said there and then that I think this is the time they need to do this now. Their batting's been way too comfortable. That surely, you know, they'll open with Stark and have a, a real crack at one end. But it took Stark into his third over before he even bowled one one short ball. So, you know, basically wasted a couple of overs. And immediately that he did bowl some short balls, and there was a an edge down the third man for four. There was a big play on this from. Um, from from there, things started happening on the back of just of one over. So, yeah, I just they were, must have been talking at the tea break about just sticking to plans and being patient and waiting for them to come. But I I, I just felt they could have been a bit more proactive, been a bit more aggressive. And you know, I even said that from the first ball of the day today. Well, I thought they could have gone out and set the tone really early on with some good, really hostile, fast bowling, just to let India know that what they were going to be all about for the day. But you know, it's been a bit of a struggle for them. The wicket's been flat. Um, 
hasn't been any sideways movement at all, really, and certainly no swing. Um, so, and you know, with India, we just we see that they just keep fighting. You know, they've been up for the they've been up for the battle and up for the contest right the way through this series so far. You get the sense there's a bit of fatigue in the Aussie quicks. Oh, I think all the Aussie bowlers, yeah, even with Nathan, I think there's probably a bit of fatigue there. You know, I think he bowled 46 over Sydney in the second innings in Sydney, and um, you know he's into or well, can bowl close to 30 again in this innings. So there's no doubt that they're, they're a little bit. Um, a little bit tired and a little bit weary, and you, and you feel for them as far as that can, that's concerned. But you know that's what Test cricket is, isn't it? You've, you've got to, even if you are tired and you're fatigued, you've got to you've got to keep finding a way to turn up and, and giving it all. And more importantly, really, um, you know, seizing moments and seizing opportunities in games. So um, yeah, look, it's been a bit, it's been a good fight back from India late today, but there's still, as far as I'm concerned, there's still plenty of time left in this Test match for Australia to win. Yeah, just on Washington and Shardul. I mean, that was a magnificent partnership. Um, what about it was so impressive? Uh, their concentration, I think, for, for lower order players against a really good attack um, and probably in conditions that are slightly foreign to them, although I don't think this prison pitch has been what we probably expected it was going to be. It seems like it's been a bit more placid than um, wickets here in the past, which has obviously suited India. So, you know, I'm sure... This test match ends up fading out into a draw. Then I think there'll be a lot of questions asked about the preparation of the wicket, um, and there should be because it hasn't been its characteristic self. Um, but yeah, the, the you know the, the batsmanship um, I think has been a, a real standout, um, and their application and their concentration—that's what it is. They, they haven't, they didn't throw it away. I mean, Charlotte at the end probably went for a shot that wasn't quite on, but before that, there just weren't many false shots at all um, played from either of them, and that's why I thought. That the Aussie quicks had to be more aggressive because the more aggressive you are, the less skilled sort of tail end batsman, the more likely you are of bringing out a, a poor shot in them. So, um, but I thought that the, the partnership was outstanding. I mean, exactly what India needed at the time, which is what they've been able to produce uh, in a few test matches, you know, especially after Adelaide. They've been able to produce what they've needed to in big moments from there on in. Ricky, given these guys are new to test cricket and probably weren't expected to play at the start of the series, Reckon there might not have been the same amount of planning devoted to Washington and Shadul. Oh, look, maybe, maybe they were they weren't planning for him, but for them, but you know, it, it only takes five minutes. As soon as you know that the the teams have been named, you've only got to ask a few of the guys in in that Aussie team that have played a bit of IPL cricket what the strengths of these guys are. I mean, no one knew what um, Sundar had done in Test cricket before because he hasn't played, so you, mm. um, and no one would have played first class cricket against him, but. Everyone knows sort of how he bowls, and everyone knows, you know, sort of how he bats. But there's probably an element of that to it. But you know, I still don't know too many lower order batsmen from the subcontinent that come to Australia and play the short ball well. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I do. That's one thing I do know. Yeah, and what does this say about the depth of India um, that they just keep flooding these new players and they deliver? Yeah, well, they've used twenty in this series, haven't they? Um, yeah. And the couple on debut here have been good, and obviously Shardul was only Shardul was playing his second Test match, um, so. Yeah, look, you know, I'm the last one that needs to be sort of schooled on the, the depth of Indian cricket. I haven't mm. spent a lot of time over there for the, you know the last six or seven years around the IPL competition. There's, you know, just through the sheer numbers of players, um, yep. there's going to be a huge talent pool. But it's more than that. It's more they're they're that they're ready to play international cricket even at a young age. That's the thing. You know, I was, I was trying to reel off a few names in comments before about. Indian players that have debuted the last three or four years, they sort of come in and, ha- and have immediate success. You know, they've, they've had so many that have done it. And a lot of guys on this tour, even Prithvi Shaw made 100 on debut or, or second test match or something. Argoal was the same. 
Bahari made 100 earlier in his career. You know, Siraj has performed well um, pretty much straight away. So, um, you know, and, and even Sunda, you know, picking up three wickets in the first innings and doing what he's done with the bat, they just, they just seem like they're ready to play. And, you know, there are a few reasons for it. I think a lot of that's got to do with the senior people around their team. I think it's, a lot of it's got to do with the IPL as well. And they're playing under pressure and playing against some of the best players in the world, albeit in a, in a different format, but they're not, they're not scared. They're, they're not, they're not scared of what um, international cricket looks like because they, they're sort of hanging around international players for um, you know, big chunks of the year. So they're ready for it. Touch on the quicks, but Nathan Lyons got seven wickets in this series at beyond 50, close to 60. Have India played him well or has he been a bit off the mark? I actually think he's bowled quite well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, India have played him well. Um, you know, I thought he started really well in Adelaide and looked like he can have a, a, a big series, didn't he, in Adelaide? I thought he bowled beautifully there, but... Um, yeah, he's done a lot of his bowling to Pajara. Pajara's, uh, you know, played him well. Rahano's played him pretty well. Um, so, yeah, look, I don't think he's bowled poorly. Um, he probably, no, he's, I think he's done most things right. I think you've got to give India, you know, right through this series for the way it, that it's headed. You've got to give India, a, you know, a tremendous amount of credit for what they've been able to do under all sorts of uh, trying trying circumstances. They've, uh, they've managed to find a way to combat whatever Australia's been able to try them. Yeah, I mean, it's been a big summer for, for Lyon, the build-up, because, you know, he's approaching 100 test matches. He's playing that in this match. He's got you know, just a couple away from 400 wickets, so a big milestone summer for him. Did milestones ever distract you, Ricky? Is this something that might be playing on Nathan's mind? Oh, look, I yeah, I, I've been on record saying it. I was quite nervous going into my 100th test match, and uh, we went up fielding first in my 100th game, and I dropped the catch early on just because I was so nervous, you know, wanting to get that, wanting to have a really good game in my 100th game, but Certainly not for the games before that. Um, you know, the, the games leading up to it, I didn't think about the hundreds at all. It was just business as usual. I don't think that'll be playing on Nathan's mind either. I mean, it's 300, 400, 500. I mean, it's a, they're, you know, I guess they're, it, is, it would be a big milestone um, for anyone to take 400 test match wickets. But um, you'd probably be more nervous about it. I think about it more when you're, you know, you're 399. You shouldn't be nervous about it when you're 394 because it's still a long, long way away. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, I I know Nathan reasonably well. I, I wouldn't have thought that that would have been anything that sort of taken up too much of his uh, his mental energy. It's been a weird summer, as we know, and the Gabba is the fourth Test match of this summer. Normally, it's right up there, the first or second. Um, talked about the pitch. Why aren't we seeing a, a fast, bouncy Gabba pitch like we used to? Don't know. I, I actually can't explain it. I mean, the fact that all the players got at the ground and were pretty shocked by what they saw, as far as how dry it was and the cracks in it. Before day one, I've got no idea what's been different with the preparation. Um, we understand that the you know the grass around the actual rick, uh, wicket block had been relayed after the AFL season. Maybe maybe the fact that that's relayed, maybe that sucked some of the moisture out of the actual wicket block. Um, I don't know, but it certainly didn't drain as well as it normally does either. When we saw that that rain last night, I, mean, I was really shocked that we didn't get back on. Normally, the Gabba just drains in. You know, half an hour, no, no matter how much rain you've had, it's yeah. normally dried up in half an hour and you can go back out and play again. So something's obviously changed around the ground. Um, you know, it's only the third test pitch that this curator um, has prepared as well. So that's something that you've probably got to take into consideration. But, you know, there's been no cricket there either. It's not like there's anything that's kept him off, you know, being able to get the wicket prepared as well as he would have wanted to. So, yeah, look, who knows? But as I said, I reckon if this ends up being a, a draw and the wicket, you know, has not played the same way that it's uh, used to playing at the Gabba, then I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions asked. Well, it should be anyway for the Australians. 
Yeah. All right. Um, how does Australia get out of this, Ricky, and, and win the game and regain that trophy? Well, they've got to get these remaining wickets and then bat, bat well. They've got to score what runs. They've got to score them quickly. They've probably got to get 300 or close to 300 runs as quickly as they can and still leave enough time to bowl into your house. So, and what we've seen, bowling into your house is not going, not going to be easy. So, you know, we, I think we need, a, we need a, a cameo from Warner. We need him to go out and play really well at the top of the order, get us off to a flying start. Um, yeah, and, and as I said, get, get that 300 runs, somewhere around 300 runs as quickly as you can. I mean, the, the thing that the Australians have to think about now is, you know, how do we, how do we give ourselves the best chance to win this game? And that is by scoring runs as quickly as they can and, um, and then trying to bowl them out again. Sets up an exciting day four. We'll chat to you then, Ricky. Good on you, Sammy. Cheers, mate. That's it for Ricky's recap today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Unplayable podcast so you don't miss an episode this summer. And for all your breaking news, live scores and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.